Hi, Goal Achievers. Nick Polkowski here. I have a quick question for you. Can one weekend literally change your life? Well, one weekend changed the lives of over 200 people last year when they attended Hal Elrod's Best Year Ever Blueprint Live event, and Hal is doing it again this year. You can get all the details and reserve your spot at bestyeareverlive.com. Last year's event showed that one weekend truly can change your life. Since the event, Tim Cornwell has lost 42 pounds, Heidi Murray more than doubled her income, Stephen Christopher increased his revenue by over 500%, and those are just a few examples from hundreds of incredible results created by last year's attendees. Don't miss out on your chance to make 2016 your best year ever. Head to bestyeareverlive.com and register now. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. All right, goal achievers, welcome to a special edition of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Uh, this is actually a video podcast right now, so if you're listening to this online and you want to see the video, uh, which is going to have some uh, some fun elements to it and some things that you won't be able to quite hear but you can only see, go to bestyeareverlive.com and then you can that's where you can uh, opt in to get the this video and download it watch it, etc. So, um, but we're going to make sure that as a listener of the podcast, of course, you're going to get a ton of value today. When I say this is a special episode, it's special for a few reasons. Number one is the fact that we are also recording it on video. And when I say we, my special guest today is the one and only John Berghoff, uh, and he will be on in just a few minutes. If you're watching the video, you see that uh, it's me and a microphone in the other on the other side of the screen. You're probably wondering, where is Berghoff? Well, he is going to make a special entrance for the video in a few minutes. But Here's what this video is about. This is behind the scenes. This is behind the scenes of the best year ever blueprint, which is uh, last year was my first ever live event. We had 220 people there. Life-changing event, of course. And this December, we're doing it again. And what we decided to do today, this event, the best year ever blueprint live event, created profound transformations for hundreds of people. So what we wanted to share today with you is how those transformations were created. What you know, what we did behind the scenes to create those transformations, so that you can apply those strategies, those techniques, the things that we did at the event to your own life right now to see measurable improvements that the attendees experienced last year, but you won't have to wait for the event to start experiencing those now. And I know that, you know, of our Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, I know, you know, at least 100 of you are registered for the event already. Uh, I'm sure we're going to sell out again this year. And if you want to access this video or get details for the event, again, go to bestyeareverlive.com. Now, before I bring on John Berghoff, I want to tell you why he's on the episode today and why he basically ran the event last year. I mean, he he ran it. I, I, I showed up. I brought people there, but John ran it, and here's why. When I originally created the Best Year Ever Blueprint, the concept, I wanted it to be different from 
you know, 99% of events that are out there in that most events that you go to, and you've probably been there before, whether it's a, you know, a conference or a seminar, you go there and you just get lots of information, right? You learn over, you know, you, you get information overload. You get lots of information. You leave there with pages and pages of notes, and then you come home and you've got 10 pages of notes and you're somehow supposed to figure out how to implement all of that stuff into your already crazy busy life and it doesn't happen. So my intention for that event was that it wouldn't be about what you learned while you were there as much as what you do while you're there, what you experience. Now here's the funny thing. I w- John Berghoff was visiting my house about two or three months before the event last year and I was telling him all this and he goes, so Hal, what are you going to do to make this experiential and and follow through on this, you know, to make this so life-changing for people and different from what they're used to? (laughs) And basically he figured out quickly that I don't exactly, I didn't have that part figured out, but he did. He had run dozens of events, I think 40 events all around the world, these experiential events. So John is the master at creating profound transformation for all types of people, whether it's personal or whether it's business. John's a, you know, his business acumen is probably more impressive than anything else. So I brought him to run the event. The people that had transformations, I'll just give you a few examples. Um, Tim Cornwell, since last year's Best Year Ever Blueprint, he's lost 42 pounds. And Tim will tell you that's a goal that he worked on for 10 years and he failed to accomplish it for 10 years. The Best Year Ever Blueprint and what John is about to teach you today was what was responsible for getting Tim to finally lose those 42 pounds, which is phenomenal. Uh, Steven Christopher was at Best Year Ever last year as well. His business since that event is over 500%. It's up over 500%. So again, John's going to teach you today and tell you what we did that you can do to start seeing those kind of results in your own life. So without further ado, if you're watching the video and you're wondering why is there no one on the other screen, where is John Berghoff? I'd like to officially welcome the one, the only man, myth, and legend, Jonathan Berghoff. Dun, 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 dun. Insert dramatic sound effect here. Thank I, you, buddy. Those are my clapping sound effects. I, I, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> nice shades, buddy. How cheesy was that, huh? Oh, John the Terminator... Berghoff, oh, that man. that was pretty, that was entertaining. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So, Hal, while I was sitting down there, I didn't know it was going to go that long. My <laughs> foot started cramping up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm long winded. You know, I, I even asked you, are you going to be comfortable sitting on the ground for a few minutes while I introduce you? Uh, um, buddy, so I, I'm excited for this. This is going to be, um, it's something that it's going to be great for me, just as a refresher of what we did last year. I mean, last year was I was in tears by the end of the event. That was because of what you led and facilitated for 200 people. And we had people in tears. We had people, you know, jumping for joy. We had people, I mean, just, it was profound. So let's go behind the scenes, my friend. Why don't you talk about, first of all, big picture, what does it take, you know, what made the Best Year Ever Blueprint so special and effective in creating transformation for 200 people? Sure, sure. Well, I I think there's a few things that had, uh, nothing to do with you or me that I, I think we should acknowledge, right? Like, in fact, Please. you talk about Tim and Steven as examples of individuals who've had uh, incredible breakthroughs. And yes, they were at the event and they're members of our Quantum Leap coaching program. Uh, however, you know, what we did not do and can't take credit for is the drive and determination that they have and 
so there's it, it, it's a partnership between the attendees and what we try and facilitate. The yeah, other sure. thing that we can't take credit for, uh, well, in some ways we can, but it's it, you can only get it if you're there, is to be in a room with two or 300 people like we're going to have this year who are all going through the same experience is transformational, mm. right? So um, we're going to talk right now about what were the concepts or what were the experiences that Tim and Steven and others went through. And your audience should get a lot of value even just on the podcast. But yeah, you know, And I should mention, by the way, John, I, I, when you repeated back Tim and Steven's experience that I shared as examples, I, I got to mention a couple of our, our, you know, we had just as many women there, if not more than men. So just a couple examples. Uh, Nicole Keating, her dream was she always wanted to launch a podcast around her passion of wellness. And within a matter of months after the event, she launched the Art of Epic Wellness podcast, which is one of the top podcasts on iTunes. Uh, Christy Solar was there. Christy has more than doubled her income since the event. I think she's tripled it and she was already a multi six figure earner. I mean, so just really phenomenal results of all ages, you know, ranging from people attendees there were, you know, I think 19 or 20 all the way to in their sixties and everything in between. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that, you know, how, how universal what we're going to teach is no matter what sex you are, no matter what age you are, no matter what profession you are, uh, or whether you don't have a profession at all. So there you go. Cool. So where do we want to start? So you, what was the first question? Behind the scenes, what did we do? How did it happen, right? So that's yeah. where we're going to start? Yeah, yeah. The, well, yeah, the big picture was, yeah, how did, yeah, yeah, behind the scenes. Well, let, let's go through some of the topics that we actually covered at the event and, and really pull back the curtain and share with your audience what we did and how we did it and why we did it. And then they can actually do some of this on their own. Yeah. Um, one of the first topics that we approached was the idea of not just setting goals, um, but getting clear on outcomes and doing it in a way using what I would call experiential visualization. And so the exercise, one of the several exercises around this topic was we led people using kind of a multi-sensory experience. We used music, even the lighting. Um, to We led them through a visualization where we had them envision just the next year and we had them actually imagine that they were a year ahead and that they were looking back. And we don't have the time to do it on this uh, episode, but just a, a tip for the audience here. Uh, if, if they want to experiment with visualizing, experiment with um, different methodologies. As an example, for some people, it's easier to visualize if they imagine looking at a still picture. For others, it's easier if they imagine a moving picture. For many people, a moving picture and uh, vivid colors and a multi-sensory visualization where you actually even uh, uh, feel the feelings that you wanna feel. You imagine the sounds that you're gonna hear, even the smell, if there is anything, uh, of what the future is gonna look like. Engaging as many senses as possible is a great idea. So we walked people through this visualization where they started a year ahead and they looked back like they were replaying a movie in their mind's eye. And for some folks, it's easier if they imagine watching a movie on a screen. For others, it's more effective if they imagine being in the movie, right? So there's some science and background to this. So you but recommend that people experiment and kind of figure out which of those works for them, what resonates yeah, with them? Yeah, because everyone's programmed differently. And that's, that actually goes into the design of all of our exercises is we want to meet as many different mental models as we can when we have people learn. So we had them visualize, looking back and seeing the year happen. But we had a, a very specific formula that we used, and I can share parts of it. 
Um, one of the examples is we had people visualize what are the obstacles that they saw themselves overcoming and we had them visualize what are the creative solutions that they saw themselves coming up with. Now here's how we took it a step further and this is where you know we can tell everybody everything we did but you just can't recreate it until you come back this year. Um, but what we did is we then had people have discussions with other people in the room. We called it the as if conversation where they spoke to each other as if a year had gone by. It'll be so fun when we get back together this year and the same people are with each other doing this exercise and they're like, oh my gosh, th th we made it, it actually happen. happen. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. yeah, yeah. So they would talk to each other as if completely in state as though they're looking back on how did it happen? How did I overcome obstacles? How do I feel now? What are the behaviors I had to develop, habits I had to develop? Um, and what kind of momentum did it create? What kind of person did I become? So we gave people all these frameworks and they'd have that conversation with 15 or 20 people in a small window of time. And all of a sudden what happens is by talking through it, because our, our lives I believe are a product of the dialogue that we have, not only within our minds, but with other people. And when we start talking about something again and again, we internalize it at a very visceral, deep level. And you have 15 or 20 conversations with other like-minded, energized, inspired people, you can't help but by the end of the 15th or 20th have made some incredible transformations within the brain yeah. uh, that, that are gonna stay there forever. We could end the event right there. In fact, we even had folks on video um, that were like, hey, within the first hour, we got enough value, this is great. Yeah. Uh, but there was more, right? So that was one exercise on visioning. And I'm trying to paint a picture of, of how we made, how you make something experiential. But I think uh, hopefully the audience right now can get value from this. There's things they could do on their own. Um, and then we went into a couple other topics that I think were significant for folks. But John, let me just stop there. I want to cut you off real quick. Yeah, the... Um what, what you're talking about, the visioning that you're talking about, and like the way that you do it specifically, uh, it, it's really unique. And we had, I know Jeff Latham specifically, another attendee at the event. Uh, Jeff Latham, since the event, uh, his, well, he has said that what you did was uh, that visioning that you just described, what you led him through, that was arguably the most empowering powerful part of the entire weekend for him so much so that he has been bugging me and I think he bugged you a couple times that you need to get that on video or on audio like people need I mean he's really passionate and he his results he's up four hundred thousand dollars since the event his revenue has increased four hundred thousand dollars over the year before I mean just a significant profound so I share that because this is someone who actually took what you, you know, that experience that you led him through and he fully engaged. He didn't judge it. He fully engaged and the results uh, speak for themselves. And of course, you know, he has signed up as is Christy Solar, as is Stephen Christopher, as is, you know, Tim Cornwall, all these folks, they're part of the 150 people that we have already signed up for the coming event, you know, that were there last year. Yeah. Well, and they're bringing their teams this year, which is going to be Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. They're bringing like 10 people each. Uh, it's pretty cool. All right. So what, what other uh, behind the scenes can we share with people? What, what else can I share? Um, what, what else did you do? What else did you lead people through? I wasn't um, that. I, I just left it up to you. I, I went and ate. <laughs> I, I would have lunch. You took a nap, and, I think. Yeah, I took yeah. a nap. I just trusted you to run, uh, <laughs> run the best year ever event. Uh, it was exceptional. Well, you know, Jeff's another example of the, the, the kind of person who's listening to this podcast, who's coming to our event this year, is they, they're doing their part. So I want to be clear that this isn't a one-sided magic bullet. Wow. Um, however, if you're the type of person who 
has the aspirations and the energy to want to progress yourself, then it's a nice partnership. And so it's nice how that worked for Jeff. Um, yeah. So here's another topic that we, that we dove into that you and I really believe in it is significant for people to have breakthroughs. And it's the topic of, of purpose, of having a higher purpose. I like to use the word a, a transcendent purpose. In other words, reasons seed or reasons to excel in whatever we're doing that go beyond just the obvious material reasons, right? In business, yeah, we all want to make more money, but I, I view profitability and money, it's kind of like blood. You need it to live, but it's not the reason to live, right? Mm -hmm. And and yeah, it's great if you can make more of it. In fact, it's a good idea to make more because then you can use that money. It's just fuel to yeah to invest back into making a bigger impact in the world. So this isn't a, this isn't an either or. Like I've either got to make a lot of money or have a purposeful life and great relationships. No, no, no. They actually all serve each other. And so one of the things that we did last year is we talked about purpose and we did a couple exercises around it. One of the things that we shared with the group that is good value to give to the podcast right now is that there's three ways that individuals find purpose. Not everybody's wired the same. Um, for some people, they find purpose through personal growth. Uh, and in fact, I can never say the guy's name, the guy who wrote the book flow, you know, it's like, there's no vowels, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't, it's know, funny I don't when know either. I people say his last name. I'm always so impressed. I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, but he kind of made, you know, getting into the zone, a popular concept flow. It's like the opt psychology of the optimal experience, right? It was kind of a cornerstone book around that topic. And one of the things that he talks about is that the zone or flow is when our highest strengths match up with a significant challenge, right? That's when we get into this flow. So that's one way that people find purpose is through that, through personal growth. And that's great. Another way that people find purpose is relational. In other words, they find purpose in connection with others or how they're supporting others. It might be if I'm leading others or just in deepening relationships with others. It can be personal relationships, relationships within my team, relationships with customers or anybody, right? Um, a third way that people find purpose is what we'd call societal, right? So there's a natural progression here. And none of these are, are better or worse. That's not the point. Point is everyone's wired to find purpose differently. Some people find it more through that personal element. Some people find it more through a relational element. Some people find purpose through um, something societal, which means everything I do, I'm doing to, to support some greater good, right? Whether it's supporting, uh, you know, supporting the environment or some sort of cause or initiative or mission, or even if it's faith-based, just something bigger than myself, right? So we talked about that and then we had people do some exercises where they looked at their goals and this is some great tactical stuff that, that, that listeners of this episode or watchers can go do right now, which is list out your goals in different areas of your life, which we did that. We had to kind of break it down. And then for each specific goal, make a list of specific reasons that might motivate you. And for some goals, the purposes or reasons might be more personal. For some, it might be relational. For some, it's societal. So there, there's formulas to this stuff that can really, really work. Um, one thing I want to say about purpose, Hal, that I think there's uh, a myth or a misconception. People often, when they hear the word purpose or purpose connected to our businesses, I think they often think, well, oh, does that mean that I should find a cause to support? Like, 
you know, like this year at the Best Year Ever event, we're tying the event together with the Front Row Foundation, which in one sense is a cause, right? Yeah. And so we believe that it, it is a tangible way of, of tying together personal growth and purpose. We wanted to do something unique that we've never seen done. It's going to be yeah. awesome. A huge yeah. party Saturday night celebrating 10 years of a charity that you and I love. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go out and say purpose has nothing to do with a cause. That's a, that's a misconception that people have. Purpose has to do with how we approach what we're doing, right? Now, we can find purpose in a cause, but I just wanna make sure that people recognize there's more to it, and there doesn't have to be a cause. We can go to work purposefully every day. Our, our purpose doesn't have to do with what we're doing, but how we approach it, right? Sure. Just want to make that clarification. Well, and, and I'll just I'll interject. Um, and I've, I mean, I think I've done an entire podcast episode. I, I don't know. It's been a long time, but on purpose. And I talked about the book that I read that opened my eyes to creating this universal purpose, which I or transcendent purpose, as you call it, that I could apply to every area of my life. It wasn't like you said, it wasn't a cause where my purpose is to raise money for this thing or to end global hunger or whatever. It was how I showed up. Right. So I read a book called Love is the Killer App, which I, I know you've read by Tim Sanders. And from that, I define my purpose as selflessly adding value to the lives of other people. And I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not some altruistic human being where I have no, you know, no wants for myself. I have lots of selfish wants that I want, but I wanted the purpose to be pure to where when I was interacting with another human being, I made sure that my value add was selfless. It wasn't, hey, what's in it for me? Or what do I want to get out of this? Or is this convenient for me to add value right now? Or do I feel like it? Or am I in the mood? It was where every human interaction I had, my first my, my focus was how can I add value for this person, whether I want to, whether I feel like it, whether it's convenient, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what's in it for them, not what's in it for me. And, and like you said, it became something that was transcendent. I could apply that selflessly adding value to an audience I was speaking to, to a, a reader that was reading my book, to my wife, to my kids, to my mom, right? So every day that's on my wallets and my affirmations. And, 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 and you know, I've, I, so I, I wanted to share that as an example so people could have some context of like, oh, wow, that's a purpose that, you know, that that someone could take for themselves or they could modify or create something like it. So, yeah, I, Hal, I, I love something that you said there that I think for some people is a great source of um, question, which is you, you made the point that it's not it's not that you think that you're entirely altruistic and that you don't have uh, self motives. Right. Um, there's actually been research done on this, some really interesting research on, you know, is there such thing as pure altruism or does that even make sense, right? Can you have both? Can I be altruistic and self-interest? And a phrase that people often use is what's called enlightened self-interest. And what the research has shown is that uh, both not only can coexist, but they do coexist. And in fact, folks that are considered givers they have this enlightened self-interest. It's not an either or. It's fine for me to give and to know that something's coming back to me. In some cases, it's just good to be aware of that, right? So yeah. I love that you said that because I think that's one of the reasons people love you and your podcast and following you because there's, um, 
you know, you're, you're open and honest about that, right? It's not just, Hey, I'm going to save the world and I don't care what's in it for me. You can have both. That's great. Feel good about that. I really want to get a Tesla when the news Tesla X comes out. So, um, yeah, but (laughs) I I wanted to, I wanted to share something with our audience. One of my favorite parts of the best year ever blueprint video from last year. And John, I know you'll know this when I say it, um, is Joseph Diaz. And I think I can quote it word for word. He, there's a clip on the video of Joe Diaz. And he says, you know, John and Hal started to ask us about our purpose. And we all looked at each other and go, I don't know what my purpose is. And he goes, 12 seconds later, we go, oh my God, this is my purpose. I knew it all along. Yeah. And yeah. I love that because that aha moment was, he was representative of what happened for 200 people last year. You know, is yeah. that uh, the way that we were able to help people go from, I, I have no idea to, oh my gosh, this is my purpose. And once you get that aha, once you have that breakthrough, man, your whole life changes. Everything you do becomes fulfilled because you're doing it not from a place of of have to, but from a place of, of, of pure purpose. So if you haven't, if you're listening, by the way, and you have not seen the video uh, go to bestyoureverlive.com and it's it's if you scroll down just a tiny tiny bit it's right there on the left side of the screen it's a 3 minute video and and by the way that's all you need to watch to, like if you're thinking hey I might want to go to best your ever I, I don't know watch that video and I know John would agree I mean you'll at yeah. the end of that video you're either like all right these people are freaking <clears throat> lunatics and I want to have nothing to do with them uh, I don't want that kind of experience or you're gonna be like oh my gosh that would be amazing I do not want to miss the uh, the best year ever you know the next best year ever blueprint event and you can see Joe Diaz's line in there about purpose and and a lot of other cool stuff that, that we're talking about right now so John back yeah. to you buddy well you, you know it's funny the the energy in that video is so positive. Um, I've shown it to my kids. And what's interesting is I actually enjoy showing it to my kids just because of the positive energy. It shows people dancing. Yeah. It shows people smiling. Meditating. It show, yeah, meditating. It shows people doing exercise. Yeah. It shows people talk about improving their lives. Well, you know, my son Ace, he saw it when I was looking at it one day on my computer and I let him watch it. I'm like, wow, this is actually great just to have him watch it. And, and John, I want to say something too about this. I, I, I won't say who, but well, I was I was recently visiting with someone who, how do I describe this? Um, uh, he's very successful. He's sold way more books than me. His last event had 1,200 people at it. I mean, he's a high level, you know, he's someone I, he's a mentor of mine. And I showed him that video, that three minute video. And he goes, wow, we need to, he actually wanted an introduction to you because he goes, who did this? A, who did the video, but B, who put on the event? Because he said, this is, we don't do anything like this at our events and we need this. So that was amazing. Someone who put on a 1200 person event, I think he put it on in London last month and he looked at that video and went, we, we we need whatever you guys are doing. That's at another level. So that was that was pretty um, you know affirming, uh, you know for uh, for what we're doing. So yeah. All right. What other behind the scenes can we give to people that can also add value if someone's still listening or watching? But, yeah. I feel like we should do something shocking. You know, if they've stayed here this long, they deserve something interesting or entertaining. What yeah. can we talk about? We've got a hand about five minutes left. Technically, I mean, oh. we could go over if we need to, but. Uh, what I had planned for us, um, the, and then I've got a a call with my, one of my coaches here. Uh, yeah. What else could we talk about? Come on. You're the, you're the, you're the maestro that orchestrated the event. I just kind of showed up and you know. Yeah. So let me, uh, let me share something that we're doing this year. 
And and I, I want whoever's listening or watching this to extract value from this that they can take away today, right now. Yeah. Um, and I think if I share this, it'll help. And this, I'm going to go back to this topic of purpose and connecting it to our work. One of the things that we're doing this year is we, as I said earlier, we chose to celebrate the front row foundation, 10 year mm. celebration Saturday night, right in the middle of the event. And, yeah. and usually that's an event of its own. Hundreds of people will come in for a front row gala to raise money. And we've done, I don't know, five, six of them over the years. Um, and they've always been a great experience. And the reason we decided to combine that with Best Year Ever is because there's actually a lot of overlap between your community through the Miracle Morning, through Best Year Ever, and those that support the front row. So it's great. Um, but there's a, that's kind of the practical reason. The bigger reason we're holding that event, as I alluded to a few minutes ago, is that we wanted to create a tangible representation for people of the idea that um, giving back and making a difference is something that doesn't have to always be separate from uh, growing ourselves. It doesn't have to be separate from growing our businesses. And this is something that's really interesting with millennials. It's often talked about as uh, something that's been observed and researched and studied that millennials, and by definition a millennial I believe is anyone born between 1980 and 2000, that this is one of the first generations in history that values uh, purposeful, meaningful work as much as they do, right? It's, it's been said that there's no other generation that's ever cared so much about having meaning and purpose in what they do. And I love that. I think that's yeah. cool. You and I are millennials by definition. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I don't think that philosophy has to be reserved just for them. It's just an observation. Sure. And what we love about what we're doing at this event is we're trying to symbolically show people that the two should be joined together. So what's the takeaway and why I'm sharing this? What I would encourage your listeners, anyone watching right now to think about is, how can I make sure that every single day when I wake up, um, personally or professionally, that I'm creating meaningful experiences, that I'm not waiting, for example, for you know five o'clock to go find meaning outside of my work. I'm not waiting until I get to hang out with my social group because I'm not getting enough meaning with my family, right? I mean, that's a scary one. I would encourage people to think about, hey, whatever situation I find myself in, in my life right now, personally, professionally, when you look out into the landscape of your lives, how can I make sure that it's meaningful and purposeful everywhere that I go? And how this is all a lead up to something that we did last year that's definitely going to have some role this year, which is we brought in an expert on mindfulness, Juliana Ray. And she led the group in a 90-minute training on mindfulness. And she happens to be an apprentice of uh, Shinzen Young, who he, he invented basic mindfulness back in the 70s. And he invented a form of mindfulness so that it could specifically be dis, uh, studied by higher, inst higher education institutions. In fact, it's been studied by Harvard and MIT continuously for years now. And Juliana, she's like the thought leader on this form of mindfulness meditation. And we brought her in. She's a wonderful lady. She's just and a by, great- by the way, uh, we, I, did a, I did a podcast interview with her. So anybody listening, if you want to go back oh, and great. find Juliana Ray, and she actually um, you know, led you through a brief example of what she leads people through at the, at the event. So there, yeah. there's that. 
So one of the reasons we brought her in is because we believe that one part of being purposeful and meaningful in our lives and in our work is the ability to be present at whatever we do and the ability to um, be emotionally self-aware. And so she not only taught that, but walked us through those exercises. So I'm sharing that not just to share behind the scenes why we brought her in, but just as a takeaway for your audience that that, that can be one way of finding purpose. In fact, I think it was Eckhart Tolle, it may have been A New Earth when he came out with that book, where he proposed that, hey, one way of looking at the purpose of life is it's simply to be wherever you are. It's simply to be as present as Fully possible. Present. The power of now, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's something we believe in, and in some way we'll be bringing that back this year. Um, so we think that's like that's like a fundamental underlying part of having your best year ever is developing yourself at the deepest levels, right? So that wherever we show up and whatever we're doing, um, we're getting the deepest levels of meaning and fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And the last thing I'll, I wanna share uh, before we wrap up is we're doing something special this year that we did not do last year. Uh, we've never done it before. It was, it was an idea that I had, I don't know, a week or so ago. And I called John. I said, John, I think this might be a brilliant idea. I, I we might have calls be like that, like every couple hours. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I said, I might be wrong, but, uh, but John, John, John agreed. He thought it was a great idea for people. And what we're going to do is we're going to do the best month ever challenge leading up to the best year ever blueprint event. So for everyone that's going to the best year ever blueprint, um, rather than you have to wait to get value until you're there, we're going to facilitate a 30-day challenge the month or two before the event leading up. So that, and we're, it'll be very structured. We'll give you daily support. There'll be daily accountability, engagement in the best year ever, you know, the private Facebook group, all of that. So that you have your best, imagine that. You're going to get more value before you even show up to the event than most people get at any event that they've ever been to in their entire life. So going to the Best Year Ever Blueprint, imagine being with 300 like-minded people that just went through a best month ever challenge. They are on fire, right? They're, the momentum that's created for the people that go to the event. I mean, I'm like, I'm, as you can tell, a little bit excited. I'm almost, John, I'm almost more excited about best month ever challenge just because it's new and it's going to lead into this event to make, I think it'll amplify the experience at the event for people uh, in an immeasurable way. And how do people opt in? How do they participate in it? Uh, go to bestyeareverlive.com. And if you put, it says, want more info, that's actually the group that we're going to start. Anyone that puts their name and says, want more info uh, that is signed up for the, well, either signed up for the event, or if you're not signed up for the event, we'll probably have an option for you to do it. I, we're still figuring out those details, but just to make sure you don't miss it, go to bestyeareverlive.com and you can either register for the event. There's three different options you'll see there. There's, um, you know, come by yourself for two days, come with somebody else for two days, or come with somebody else for three days. We're having a bonus entrepreneur day on Friday before the event actually starts. All the details are at bestyeareverlive.com. And if you want to participate in the best month ever challenge, um, either register for the event, or if you're not quite ready for that, uh, put your name and email address in at the site, and then we will notify you when the best month ever challenge starts, which is in a, uh, probably less than a month from now. So, Are there prizes? Are we giving anything away? Yeah, why not? I, I, we hadn't, I haven't thought about that. No, we got nothing to announce, but uh, yeah. This we'll, is where I get you to just say something, and then all of a sudden it costs you like a big screen TV I, I know, or something. You love, it's easy for you to spend my money, for sure. Uh, so, right. yeah, no, we'll do, we'll do, we'll make, dude, it's going to be Figure. fun. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with some sort of prizes. So, a car? Um, a car? 
How about a Harley Davidson? A Harley Davidson. That sounds safe for our listeners. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's it. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that behind the scenes view of uh, what the best year ever blueprint event is really all about and are actually able to put some of those steps into practice in your life right now, even before the end of the year. Start making those changes, start putting those steps into practice. We want to know what, what were your biggest takeaways from this episode. Simply go to hellelrod.com slash 089 for episode number 89. And just leave a comment there on the show notes page, letting us know what your biggest takeaways from this interview with Hal and John. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to halelrod.com slash iTunes, hitting the little subscribe button, and then writing a rating and review. Truly, rating and reviews are the best way to show your appreciation for the show and help others decide if this is the podcast for them. And as you heard, the Best Year Ever Blueprint is coming up very soon. So be sure to go to bestyeareverlive.com and check out all the information about the Best Year Ever Blueprint. And I'd love to see you in San Diego. And now it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.